Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's Modern Week Podcast. I am Steve Seibel, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Levin, and Thomas Henderson. So, how are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Baseball's Pretty good. actually here, so that's nice. Yes. Getting real tired of the uh, slushy gray bullshit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not optimal. I say this as someone who likes winter. But in the city, the snow just immediately turns into disgusting gunk. Yeah, it's it's nice when it first snows. Like, yeah, it looks yeah. nice then, and then it I would argue really it's nice bad. when it's snowing and then is terrible immediately upon hitting the ground. Right, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Stay on like trees, so it gives everything like a nice if, white if effect. It's sn- if it snows overnight, it's nice because then you have that time period before all the cars are out and. Like and turning it into the aforementioned gray mush, but if it snows during the day like it did yesterday, it's just well, it's on the ground now and it's disgusting. <laughs> well, that makes uh, you have your Olympic jumping of the ice slush puddles. Oh right, and that that will that will segue to our promote extend trade for today because oh, it will because back in 1980. Uh, we had the 1980 Olympics at Lake Placid, obviously. And on this date, the biggest upset – is it the biggest? Maybe it might be the biggest upset in sports history 
took place when the U.S. national hockey team beat the Soviet Union 43. I think that's the biggest upset in sports history. Yeah, I think they, so. Yeah. They made a whole movie about it, you know? Starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, for all the millennials, the Generation Z people, I don't know, the idiots out there that don't actually know like what we're talking about, but the U.S. team was a bunch of, like, ragtag college kids and the soviet team was basically like hardened professionals they hadn't lost a single medal game in like and lost 20 like years. a single game period yeah like it, they were when we talk about like dynasties they were the the dynasty and the u.s team somehow beat them Can I and come then, up with a baseball analogy but there yeah, sure. honestly isn't as uh, dominant a team in baseball history as that Russian hockey team was. No. It's, like, it's insanity. It's like if it's, it's basically make a team of like solely of top 20 players, and then that team's going to lose to a bunch of first-round picks, basically. It's like the, the 1990, early 1990s like dream team from basketball. But mm-hmm. just imagine that team always playing for, like, decades. And if you lose, you go to Gulag. <laughs> right, so they had extra players <laughs> not to lose. And they but, lost to, like, two NHL players and, like, a bunch of random guys. Yeah. But adding to the mystique of all that, I mean, you have that. And then adding to the mistake was Al Michaels' call, which is definitely one of the most iconic in sports history. You know, the last couple of seconds he's counting down, and then do you believe in miracles and and all of that. So what iconic Mets calls are we going to promote, extend, or trade here? Excellent, Steve. Excellent. Now, this is is the good stuff. Now, this is pod racing. Wait, (laughs) no. Ah. Now this is podcasting. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Just as a it. as a quick FII, the 3D re-release of the Phantom Menace that came out in like 2011 or so, they took that line out. Terrible. What? Yeah, that's the whole, I know. That's the best part Why? of Why? Uh, because George Lucas medals. Hey, I don't my, know why my other hot sounds. take is that Phantom Menace is actually good. Uh, I, I agree Steve with that. might fight you. Oh no! <laughs> Phantom Menace is objectively good, and then Attack of the Clones is just a train wreck. Anyway, what are the lines? Anyway, so yeah, so first off, we have um, Howie Rose's call from September 2001. It's he, yeah, it's hit deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run, Mike Piazza, and the Mets lead three to two. Then we have Vin Scully's 1986, October 1986 call. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag, and it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. And finally, we have Gary Cohen in June 2012. He struck him out. It has happened. In their 51st season, Johan Santana has thrown the first no-hitter in New York Mets history. Those are all good ones. There, I, I think I have mine. They're all, they're all, I know. This is one of the ones that stuck because. Yeah, they're all good. It's a shame that it's freaking Joe Buck on that Andy Chavez catch. Cause that, with that, I was ex- thinking that should be one of the moments, but the call is mediocre at best, unfortunately. If we're going strictly on the call, I think I have my three. 
Do share. Um, I think I'm going to extend Johan's no hitter because Gary Cohen is the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I'm going to promote uh, Vin Scully because he's also the goat. And uh, how he's been annoying me on Twitter recently. <laughs> so <laughs> I can do without him, I guess. As talented as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solely for that reason. I think I agree. I do have a clarifying question. In that call of the no hitter, there's like someone yelling yes as it happening as it's happening. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. is that a, a Ron? I think it was. I, like I I don't know. I've never read that confirmed, but it sounds like he's selling yes and and didn't mute himself quickly enough. That's fine. Um, that was actually anyway. me from my seat. Um, at, at <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. That was me from my couch in New Jersey. <laughs> so I was actually at a quiz bowl tournament. Yes, yes, I'm a nerd. Um. And we the games were going late, and I take out my phone after the fact, and my dad's texting me like, "Hey, no hitter in the whatever." <laughs> dad's like, "What jinx?" <laughs> right, right. But then I couldn't find the game on TV, and I didn't I didn't actually see it happen live, unfortunately, which always bums me out. But oh. it did happen. That's the important thing. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna extend. I think I'm doing the same thing as Ken, just because the I don't know the 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 Piazza home run. The call never felt like the the. It's the not part, a particularly yeah. remarkable call. Yeah, if I, I agree with that. Close my eyes and think about that home run. What I, what comes to mind immediately is um, the video of Piazza. You know, right. Tall and upright, just blasting the ball out the center. I, I don't think about the audio at all. I agree so. with that. And like Vin's call, like the way his intonation changed as it's like behind the bag, and it's like, oh, he fucked it up. <laughs> uh, in, in very, in, in, without saying that, obviously, because it's Vin Scully, and then Gary's. behind the bag, he fucked it up. He <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I just have like the visual in my head more than anything. I'm extending Howie's Piazza call. That call for me is one of those things where I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. Uh, it was the first time after 9-11 that me and my family went out to eat at a restaurant. My stepdad, he works for uh, a federal agency that had an office at, at the World Trade Center, and he was there that day. Understandably, we were all freaked out a little. <laughs> so it was the Elm Park Inn, which is not actually there anymore, uh, one of those diner-type steakhouse restaurant places that thought it was uh fancier than it actually was but my family we went out with uh, another family friend and their family and we were at this restaurant and i was watching the game from the booth that we were at and the game was tied by the time we left and i got home and i go turn on the tv and now they're losing it's like fucking mets come on you guys you gotta win this one and mac piazza was at bat and not five Ten seconds later, that happens. So it's like, I will never forget that call, that moment. You know, it's iconic for obvious reasons and obviously an awesome moment to begin with. But then the odds of that happening, I mean, if I cough, uh, you know, if I stop 
if if I stop for for whatever reason, you know, any little thing changes the timing of everything. You stop at the fridge to get a Coke. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You um, don't see it. For me, I'm extending Scully, the because I think one of the things that he does in that call that's really amazing is he does the call and then he lets the crowd tell the rest of the story mm-hmm. of what's happening. Like, I feel like a lot of announcers now, they'll make a great call and then they'll keep talking while, like, the crowd is losing it. And I want to hear... that's a high drive to left field and that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Yeah, and it's like you could stop and you could let the Mets fans who are losing their minds because they didn't... You know what I mean? Like, like part of the call for me is also the fact that he stopped it at the right time and then continued talking at the right time again. And I think it's, like, really good... It's a really good mixture of audio and what's happening on the field. And then I'm going to promote the um, the no-hitter call, even though, like I said, I'm going to brag, and I didn't hear it until way later because I was there. <laughs> um, but, like, it's, like, a good call. Like, it's it's a very good no-hitter call because it's, like, the it has happened has become, like, a kind of a Mets meme where, like, someone will hit a double and I'd be like, it has happened when it's the fifth inning. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, but, but, but Thomas, everything, we, we make everything a meme. That's you're not the, wrong. That's what like, this fan base does. Like, there's a there's a non-zero chance whenever Lindor extends, I'm going to tweet, it has happened to the quote, uh, you, you know what I mean? Over the uh, person tweet, because it's just kind of... I become, put at least even odds. On that. Yeah, 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 like, you have to now. Like, like it's odds. just kind of become a thing in Metzland to say it has happened. We've lost our shit when when Johannes Cespedes wore a bright yellow armband <laughs> for a day. We did. did like, you oh, guys well, the rally parakeet? Yeah, the rally parakeet. Yeah, yes, yeah, the yeah. parakeet. I do think I want to give an honorable mention to the Mets uh, clinching the division in 15. The tears of joy for the 2015 New York Mets is really good. Mm. Uh, oh. I, because, I, my... because, like, Wilmer crying. But it was, like, a very good com- like wraparound to the how the season went. I think it was a very yeah, Gary, Gary's pretty great. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He is. Definitely is. After watching a bunch of Lindor highlights, I was like, "Oh, other teams listen to not good uh, broadcasters because <laughs> yeah. Cleveland's are not good." <laughs> Cleveland's not even the worst one out there. They're they're rough. I agree. I agree with your I, like. I think it's a good phrase he tried to turn, but I actually don't love that call as a whole. My hot take. The uh, clinching division one, or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the way, like what he followed up with the tears of joy line with was like, eh. but the tears of joy line itself was good. Mm. All right, well, what you know, what else is good? The fact that we did not have snow this weekend, and it's nice and sunny out. Uh huh. <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah, so far, and it's cold, but it's sunny. And it's even nicer and sunnier in Point St. Lucie. And pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training. And uh, like we were saying before, baseball is is back, and that's really good. So first thing let's discuss this week are the non-roster invitees to spring training. So in addition to all the 40-man guys, the Mets also invited the following players to spring training. There are catchers Nick Meyer and Francisco Alvarez. There's shortstop Ryan Mauricio. There are third baseman Mark Vientos and Brett Beatty. Outfielder Pico Armstrong. And right-handers Matthew Allen, Marcel Renteria, Riley Gilliam, and Tyler McGill. Obviously, um, 
Mauricio, Allen, Alvarez, Beatty, PCA, Vientos, those are literally our top prospects one to six. So mm. just by default, they're going to be exciting guys. We know who reads the site. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that leaves us with Gilliam, who we ranked at 25 this year. And then uh, Nick Meyer, Marcel Renteria, and Tyler Miguel, who McGill, excuse me, who we did not rank at all. So of those guys, do you think that they might open some eyes? Like the only rhymes? one who has a chance to not not a chance that's that's a little harsh. The 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 one who I think has the highest um, ability to is Gilliam, and yeah. I think Rojas already shouted him out, saying he looks good so far. Obviously, it's super early. But the pen is still kind of op- like there's still spots that are kind of open um, with Lugo being hurt. Like the bottom of it could is kind of up in the air. So I don't I'm not saying he's going to break camp or whatever, but he's going to have a chance to be in the competition and it'll be fun to see him actually compete. Yeah, yeah. that's why he that's why we ranked him 25. <laughs> yeah. He's has I mean, not that college closers usually work out, but. No, he had the stuff to work there. He was a legitimate pitching prospect before that. It's, it's not – it wouldn't be, like, mind-boggling if he no. was actually good. There's, there's like – I don't know. I'd put even odds on him being, like, a decent seventh-inning guy. Good <laughs> Sure. I, don't, I think no, that's maybe, probably maybe like a maybe like a metal reliever, not like a high level. But that's it, fine. I mean, even even odds on that that he gets the curveball over the plate enough to, uh, you know, have it play. I mean, you literally just need him to be somewhat viable, and then he's just another useful up and down guy until he's out of options. And mm-hmm. then at that point, I don't know what happens, but uh, uh, for now, I think it's. I'd rather have him than Paul Seawald, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that that's a particularly um, high bar. Um, Nick Meyer, not really too yeah. out there. Um, more of a defense-oriented guy than um, an offensive catcher. But I mean, the catching situation is really... The catching situation is a little convoluted, and and after you you know after McCann and Mido, there's really nothing going on. You think that Meyer has a chance to? Depends on how good his defense is. Yeah, because I don't know if he'll ever hit, but if he like, there's. I'm not saying he's Jeff Mathis, but that dude has been in the league for a long time because he <laughs> plays defense. You know, let's be honest, he's been in the league a lot longer than he should have been. Oh no, I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, like teams value that, so yeah. I think teams are just gonna if he could play defense at a high level, he'll have a third catcher, backup catcher job for a long time. So Wilson, we'll have to see. But I think that that spot's open, the third catcher spot, like you were alluding to. Yeah, because the other guy on the roster, um, Mazika, no. not, not, not exactly what you want. No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Mets literally transitioned him off of catcher, so that's should be telling. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I really don't understand why he's still here and Ali Sanchez isn't. Me too. Because like you're hoping that Nick Meyer is Ali Sanchez, unless why they're not? gonna sign. Rene Rivera again or something like hey, I mean, I'd sign I would have preferred would to have so. both Rene Rivera and Ali Sanchez. Oh, I agree. I mean, cash considerations is pretty good though, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Getting my cash considerations cats, jersey. 
it 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 it's hard to put a glove on the corners of the Bills. Um, so I don't know how it's going to catch. Yeah, we don't but, have the technology yet. Yeah. Mm. How about Renteria or Miguel? Either one of you guys, any of you guys think either one of them could uh, impress, open some eyes, eh, put their knows? names on the map? Who knows? Eh, pro- like, that's the level of, of guys we're at. Yeah, we're at very much. We'll... Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, high on Miguel. I think he actually might like get some major league playing time this year. Really? This mm-hmm. year? This year. If we have it this year, I'm assuming we will, but he's already kind of old. He's twenty five, he's turning twenty six in July. The numbers were never really that great, but they were never really particularly bad either. Like the worst that he he had like a five year A in Binghamton last year in like three innings or something like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that he had real solid like, you know, let's say between 250 and 350s ERAs between Brooklyn, Columbia, St. Lucie, all the different stops that he had with pretty okay peripherals. Um, the stuff is good. His fastball is like 92 to 96 with a, a high spin rate and, and a slider that is inconsistent but it but flashes average to above average. You stick a guy like that in the pen where he can live at the top of that velocity band and really focus on that slider and getting it more consistent. And that's a solid, you know, cromulent fastball slider bullpen guy, which the Mets have had a lot of success with in recent years. He's a big guy. He's 6'6", 230. So, you know, good to see. Um, He impressed me when I saw him in Brooklyn, like, two years ago, and then Columbia last... Uh, no, excuse me. Brooklyn three years ago, and then Columbia two years ago, because we didn't have it last year. But I think he's a guy... And he was also, like, in that kind of mushy, amorphous area at, like, 25 to 30 when we were making up our prospect lists. He was in consideration for me at that point. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a guy that might, you know, have a role in the future. Out of the open. He's one of the spin rate darlings, if I recall correctly. Um, I mean, look, a big project, a big body dude. He's, the strikeouts are there. It's just a matter of whether it works against the upper minors. It also seems like he just gets hit hard, right? Mm-hmm. He either strikes you out or you smash it. Um, I don't know what that means exactly, whether that's something that's sustainable or whether that's just noise. Um Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, it's good to have this type of wild card around. That's the most I think I'm comfortable saying. I don't know. You definitely have the, a better read on his potential here than any of us, so. Well, like you said, these are definitely guys that you want to have around because these are the kinds yeah. of guys that you turn into middle relievers instead of having to go out and either sign them or trade for them like the Mets have kind of been doing over the last couple of years. And relievers have come from weirder places in terms of prospects and stuff like that. Sometimes guys just pop. Kenley Jansen was a catcher. That's a pretty weird place for a reliever. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Gonna well, go out on a limb and say that McGill was never a catcher, given that he's six foot seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe a first baseman. One guy that is not going to be attending spring training. Oh, no. <laughs> is, uh, fortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, I guess. Is because he he recently retired, so we will not be blessed in 2021 by Tim Tebow getting a call up to the majors. Pour one out, and by once one, again, our prospect list takes a hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pour one out, and by one, I mean uh, some holy water. Of course, some water <laughs> turned into wine. Yeah, 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 exactly. He heard that the Houston Texans quarterback job might be opening up, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think the suckiest part is that we're going to be robbed of the home run that we know he was going to hit because he oh. hit a first his first at bat with Columbia he hit a home run his first at bat with the Rumble Ponies he hit a home run so you know that he's going to hit a home run with the Mets his one and he's only at bat exactly he will be one of the few, he would have been one of the few to have a perfect one one four batting line you know in one at bat so conversely. If there's an alternate reality where he plays an entire September for the Wilpons and he goes like one for 20 and the one is like a total bomb, like over the home run apple to dead center. <laughs> Which, I mean, he could have. Like, he's, yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's got the raw pop. He's a yeah, gigantic human being. Basically, when I think about Tebow, I think of if he didn't stop playing baseball, could he have been a baseball player? Because it's really impressive to miss that much of your life playing baseball, like a decade plus, and then just walk into a minor league team and make it to double A. Like he was not a bad player in the lower minors. He couldn't hit triple A because it got, it was just too advanced at that point. But like, yeah, it's really unironically impressive. <laughs> I know we make like not us necessarily. We, well, we're making jokes about it, but some people have like, actually criticized him for doing this and it'd be one thing if it was a very obvious publicity stunt but it that really doesn't seem to have been the case he put the work in consistently yeah. he, he improved consistently and everyone's gonna continue to meme about it i'm sure because oh he couldn't even make the majors like do you understand how hard yeah hitting double a pitching is there's there's college kids who yeah will play their entire lives and get drafted and be a worse hitter in the minors than Tim Tebow, who was a quarterback for most of his life. You know what I mean? And don't, like, don't give me any of this. He's taking the opportunity away from someone else. Crap. Right. Like it, that, that would be fair if again, he wasn't putting the work in, but he's putting the work in and he has the physical tools. He has as much right to try as anyone else at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, he didn't specifically state why he was retiring, just that he he didn't think that at this point in his life he couldn't give baseball his 100%. And given his background, you know, he, he needed to commit himself 100% in order to not look foolish. So Yeah. yeah. He's probably going to end up at, like, the SEC network full-time or something. Oh, yeah, he, he'll definitely yeah, have some he before. Yeah, but I'm gig. I'm assuming like it's that's like they he got a better gig or something or like yeah he can now cover baseball as well yeah oh wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, he's gonna be the the color commentator for the college baseball World Series as someone who is currently watching the Florida Gators uh, <laughs> playing extra innings against Miami <laughs> I look forward to Tim Tebow <laughs> calling this game in the future hell yeah the funniest but, the funniest thing I do want to just... say oh go ahead Lucas. I, 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 the funniest thing is that if we were going to talk about Tebow's skill set, like, hey, I'm a former NFL quarterback trying to play baseball. What do you think my strengths are? Hmm. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> probably pretty athletic. Uh, you might have good raw pop from the athleticism, and you're kind of jacked. You probably move pretty well, and your arm's going to be great. He had like a 20-grade arm in the yeah, outfield. Yeah, his arm was awful. <laughs> what the hell? Typical Tebow. Do you guys think he would have made the big leagues if not for um, that hamate injury? Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, because the timing kind of screwed it all up for him. He yeah, absolutely was 100% the calling him up. sold like immediately. Absolutely would have been called up as like a as like a weird bad in September meme here. Watch some games. Type Gotta thing. get that September gate. Yeah. Gotta sell the Tebow shirts. Jeff would be like putting together a slideshow about how smart he is for calling up TiVo and presenting it to I don't know who. It's like, man, I called up a popular player who was actually bad. I don't think that TiVo would have really gotten much um, playing time nah. this year. Uh, the, the, the 2021 Syracuse Mets, unlike Syracuse Mets of past, probably have a little bit more... Uh, Outfield depth. Mm-hmm. Gonna, I actually wonder say. if that's why he retired. I think it is because he said. I mean, obviously you have to read behind b- between the lines and everything. But if he can't commit himself 100, percent it could be personal stuff, obviously. But also, if he's not playing 100, percent you know, if he's not constantly practicing and not constantly playing, he's not going to be good enough to hang with everyone else. You know, and I feel like he would not want to, you know, all, all things considered, he does seem like a decent guy who did not want his place to, on, on the team to be just because of his name. And he always put in the work and everything like that. And given the lack of playing time that he probably would have been subject to this year, I don't think he would have gotten enough reps and enough yeah. practice and everything to really justify his his place on the team. He he probably saw like the Mets sign actual like outfield depth and yeah. looked at his looked at the depth chart of Syracuse and been like, Am I gonna do this to be like the fifth outfielder on a triple A team? Like yeah, yeah, And exactly. then you could go out and say, I can't commit myself full time because that looks better than I suck. Like Yes, exactly. <laughs> like like I don't think he's necessarily gonna go out in his retirement uh not press conference, a uh, statement, and be like, well, I'm just not very good, and the Mets signed a lot of better players than me, so I'm retired. You know, like, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not even a lie, though. It's like, no, hey, it's I, I recognize my skill level isn't adequate, and I'm going on 34 years old. I don't have the passion for this, 
given my inherent skill level, to ride around on buses in the minor leagues to be a fifth outfielder. And yeah. during a pandemic. Mind. Right. It's, it's like, all right, dude, yeah. you're 34. You don't need the money. You gave it your best shot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. That's probably what it what it really was. Yeah. I mean, right now, Syracuse outfield is probably going to be Quinn Brody, Janushri Fargus, Malik Smith, Drew Ferguson, and most likely Khalil Lee, five guys competing for three spots. So if you include Tebow in there, and they're all fighting for playing time. Tebow has about a 33 and a third chance of getting penciled in on any given day. Then you oh, add Jose. Kamora gets options because that's possible. Right. Then you add Jose Martinez, maybe Guillermo Heredia, Almora into the mix. They might get, you know, theoretically sent to Syracuse. So Tebow's, his, his chance of playing drastically goes down. Yeah. You take his 33 third chance of playing. Subtract Brody and Fargus, all those other guys. Basically means Tebow has a negative 141 and a two-thirds chance of getting playing time. Mm-hmm. You know, the numbers just don't lie. I mean, Lee is all, like, if Lee's in AAA, he's playing every day. If Almora's in AAA, he's playing every day. Or Martinez. He's, he'd play every day, too. He might play first. But still, even if they stick him in the outfield. Yeah. For what, like, uh, just to get the at-bats in. Yeah, and then you're choosing between... Smith, Ferguson, and Fargus. I wouldn't be surprised if they send uh, Janushui to Double A or, or Ferguson to Double A. One of them, just for to fill right. the spot. Yeah. You know what I think the best part of that was? I said mm-hmm. Tebow has a negative 141 and two third chance of playing, and nobody batted an eye. No, oh. it's because <laughs> it was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, um, for Lucas and Ken. There's a wrestler out God. there named Scott Steiner who is Oh boy, uh, here we go. It's real good. It's good stuff. He he's he's not too competent on a microphone and he just kind of babbles and says funny things. So mm-hmm. after this is over, I implore you to to look up the Steiner math promo. <laughs> Steiner <laughs> math promo. Really yes. Tough. How many it's, how many brain cells am I going to lose watching this? Oh, so many. Uh, especially you, I think. I think you're going to get mad, Luke. Not not mad, but you'll be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> totally. Worth I, it, I pulled it up. And I'm looking at a picture of this guy. Can what you say fuck? what it is again? I want to Google it as well. <laughs> oh no. Steiner math. Steiner. How what? many drugs is this? here's a, a question and an answer to the question? How many drugs is this guy on? Yes. Awesome. Oh. Go on. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of the Will Pondery of the week. And yes. I think that our Will Pondery is twofold this week. We have two winners. It's a situation where, you know, one guy needs the other for the Will Pondery to happen. Um, so our winners this week are Ted Cruz and Sean Hannity, who I feel like could win a lot. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Easily, um, you know, top seed entries. Yeah, I mean, Ted Cruz, obviously, for being Ted Cruz in the first place. Yeah, and then, buffoon. Yes, and then B, for literally doing the most elitist, out-of-touch, get-the-guillotines type thing possible, and, you know, fleeing for Cancun when Texas is literally... Without power, without water. All, all he's doing is fire. trying to save his kids from oh, a third yeah. world situation by crossing a border. Exactly. 
And now he was on an interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News, and they had a very uh, Fred Wilpon, Andy Martino moment where (laughs) Sean Hannity was trying to carry Fred Cruz's water, and and Cruz basically just gave himself up, which which is hilarious. Um, Hannity was basically trying to say, like, you know, okay, you were just going to Cancun to accompany your family, make sure everybody gets safe, and and you come back, and everything will be good. And Cruz just basically made a straight comment about how how he was going to be staying there and working remotely for the time being. So, what a dummy! Like he was given an out. And he couldn't even get there, which is a, a totally Wilpanian thing to do. It's not just amazing how bad these people are, but just how stupid they are. It's incredible. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. You'd think if they have these positions of power and they have these shady connections that you know they use and get enriched by, like, if, they, if these people had half a brain, like, we'd really be fucked. Even more so than we are. <laughs> yep. All right. <clears throat> Well, if anybody has any questions, comments, whatever, you can send us an email at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I am at Steve Saipa. <clears throat> Lucas is at Elvajos343. Ken is at Ken1191. And Thomas is at said Metzizen SZN. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, rate and review it. And of course, we thank you all for listening. And we will be back next week. So until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets.